Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let us pray. Lift up your right hand to the Lord and thank him. Welcome him into your heart. Ask him to speak to you. Because his presence makes a difference in our lives. May you be here and have an encounter with him. May you be here and hear him speak to you. Thank you, Lord, for your sweet presence in this place. Let that presence come into our hearts as well. And open our eyes and our ears to behold wonderful things out of your law. Bless us and establish us through your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful, please be seated. Wow. Wow. Well, it's a joy to be here in the house of God this morning, and I'm sure you're all happy to be here. It's good to see you all as well. After um, our wedding yesterday, I hope that you are strong, because you're not the one who got married. Some of you took the wedding more, even personal than the person who was getting married. I mean, that's how it is. I remember my wedding. I don't, I mean... Even I didn't food, I didn't enjoy food. But I mean, I saw people eating, I'm telling you. And drinking. I mean, your mind is somewhere else. So sometimes the enjoyment is for those who are around. But the person who is married, his mind is on something else. But we thank God for a blessing. And for his grace and his love in our midst. We are going to see more weddings this year. More marriages. More children. Of you should be happy in life. Oh. Do you understand? Overcome broken heartedness and stopping at junctions and refusing to move. Somebody has broken your heart. Move on. Yeah, catch another person and mend your heart. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, don't build an altar and always be crying and mourning. Eh? Yeah, you see. Hallelujah. You must live life and live it fully. Well, this morning I'm going to share on something that will bless our lives. It's actually a continuation of what we started um, for some time, and I'm continuing from last week. Seven great principles. You see, I'm trying to get copies of the book. They didn't have print when I went to Ghana. So the soft copy is what we have. Maybe I will share some with you people. So that you read. What we are teaching you are life-changing messages. We are not teaching something that somebody has written that we don't believe in. You see, it is life to us. 
when you read the Bible, sometimes you can find yourself in the scripture. And you will see that what has been said to somebody applies to you. And if you take it up, it is your life that will change. You see, that's how we learn in life. The things that people have understood and explained are for our good and our comfort. And so if somebody has written a book, it is not like, oh, he has written a book. We have not, this is not what God is saying. You that you know what God is saying, tell us. Yeah. Because our lives, eh, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of uh, Jesus. Everything that is supposed to happen in our lives and in the future is, can be found through the testimonies that Jesus shared. The stories, the parables, the teachings. And the practical things that also happen in the lives of people. Sometimes you can learn about your marriage by learning from what your parents went through. You see, as for me, there's only God that I listen to. Your father and your mother are there. And if you learn from them, you, you will understand life far better than sitting there and say, as for me, I don't listen to anybody. I listen to only God. When did God speak to you? He doesn't speak to you. Sometimes he will speak through somebody. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's learn to love reading. We went to school and read books that were written by human beings that have been revised. And we are past exams and we feel proud. Some of the things that we wrote exams on and we passed. Today, if you go back to school, those books are not used. <laughs> yeah, you see, new edition. We had modern biology. We have a new edition. We had different, I mean, mathematics. New books have come. Yeah, English. Yeah. You see. So, reading doesn't take anything away from you. It adds something to your life. Hallelujah. Beautiful. So, let's do some little revisions. Last week, I tried to talk about a great change. As a principle, when you give your life to Christ, a great change should take place in your life. You see, when you, sometimes some people travel. Maybe they are from Ghana or they are from Gambia or they are from Nigeria and they find themselves in the U.S., the fact that they have found themselves in a different country means a new kind of life. Yeah. If you are, if you are a lazy person and you don't respect time, you know, you work here. They say come to work at 8. You get to work at 9. And it's normal. You will never be queried. You, you will never receive a query. Because if you go at 8 o'clock, you realize that you have come too early. (laughs) Because even though they say start at 8, it it doesn't start at 8. So you are comfortable coming at 9. So you are used to it. And when you say close at 5, you close at 5. Yeah. And sometimes even what you have to do in a day, what you have to do, you can use 3 days to do. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, you travel to America, you will see that when you get a job, the culture is different. It's not only about coming early, it's also about what you do. <laughs> so you are you are you are you, you, you are assessed by what you do. And and if you don't change, you can't survive. 
So you see somebody here who is lazy, who is adamant in, in responding and flowing and rising up. And when the person goes to a different environment, he is forced to change. Because Charlie, you go and live there, you, you think that somebody should go and work and come and buy rice and cook for you. Eh? Somebody should do a fish stew in the freezer and then you come and just dish it out and eat it and sit in the corner and drink a tire. It will not work like that. Yeah. You will see that it's a different thing. So, if you don't force yourself to change, you won't survive. Yeah. 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 People, God has made us to adapt. That's why he can move Abraham and say, look, leave your family to a country, a far place, a land that I will show you. No name. No Google map. (laughs) No location sent. Yeah, no, just, just move. Yeah. Change your environment. I'm about to do something. And you need a different environment. Because what I'm about to do, if you remain where you are, you can't progress. You will meet a lot of resistance. And he left. Change is important. And if you don't understand it, you will remain the same. It is only God who remains the same. He remains the same because he is a completed person. He doesn't need anything to glorify him. He's God all by himself. So that's why he remains the same. But you and I, if we remain the same, we will not be happy. If the, if the way things are today, they remain like that in the next 10 years, some of you will go into depression. Yeah. You see that today you are smiling, but if things are the way it is in 10 years time, then it will turn into morning. Yeah. 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 So we, we must embrace change and change is a sign of progress. When you are a born again child of God, automatically you must make the necessary changes in your life, but many people don't embrace it. Yeah. You don't embrace it. And I pray that you will not be found in such a category of people. Say amen. Are you fasting? Your amen sounds like it is fasting. Right. So, principle number one was after you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you grow up spiritually. You need to grow. We have a body and we have a soul and we have a spirit. And we shouldn't only be interested in the body growing. Men are building muscles, exercising. You understand? I mean, about two years ago or so, I just realized that, look, if I joke, I mean, I will start having problems that I shouldn't have at my age. So I said, I have to start walking, exercises. Yeah. Evening. It's important. Because you sit a lot, you drive around, you are almost like a sedentary lifestyle, always inactive, and you don't exercise, then you eat, sleep. It's a dangerous thing. Yeah. You know, one of the signs that alarmed me was one day I sat down, and when I was waking up, I realized that I felt heavy. And it was not because I was full. I had eaten a lot. I noticed that, no, my knees are not as strong as they are. At my age. 
Yeah, me, I'm, I'm a sports person, so I'm very sensitive to those things. So I said, no, this thing, I shouldn't joke with it. You see it small, you would think that it's tiredness. No. I mean, because when I get up, I get up with spring in my gate. Yeah. It's like, tired. But you see, sometimes you have, have to take time to rise up. Yeah. <laughs> like you are getting as if you have eaten and you are full, you know? Not full. But I know I was not too full. I was not full. So I should be full too. There were some basic exercises that I could do. I realized that no, can't do it. Some stretchings and some bendings. And I said, no, the body is becoming rusty. So I have to activate some things and come back strong. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see, sometimes we are very conscious of our body. Yeah. Even sometimes when you eat at a certain time, in the evening. By the time you are going to sleep, the food should have digested for you to feel a certain. But sometimes you realize that you didn't eat that much, but the food is still there. You can feel it. It's like, you know, you feel somewhere. Yeah, there's also, it's a sign of something. Yeah, don't joke with it. Because some of you are not sensitive. That's why you will be there, then you break down. Yeah. There are some changes in your physiology. If you don't know it, you will be there and all, then you break down. You see, when a car breaks down, it just doesn't happen. Some people, when they start their car, and they hear, I mean, it's like, so far as the engine has started, and they know there's petrol inside, they will go. They don't have an ear to hear that, no, the sound has changed. It's a, it's a sign that maybe something is wrong. Go for a checkup. They will drive, ah, then you see a nice car in the middle of the road. It has stopped. But there is petrol in the car. There is this, oh. There is this, oh. Yeah, but Charlie, there was something you should have checked. One of the things that we naturally and instinctively do is to take care of the body. That's why we spend a lot of time clothing, dressing, you know, eating, all these things. But then, we also have to be mindful that we have to also take care of the soul. The soul is what needs and feeds on information. That's why reading is good for your soul. Some of you don't read. But you make up for it by watching TV. Because it also feeds information. And many of the things you watch on TV are junk. Yeah, you watch series. Last full series. Series that engender strife, competition, dressing. Yeah. You know, boyfriend, girlfriend. I mean, when we were young, those things, we, we, we knew it when we were young. And as we have grown, we are, we are not oblivious of the fact that it is still even now magnified. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. TV is very close to us. Or see, I mean, have data small. No. Somebody can download things and send to you. Netflix. You have watched all the Nigerian movies on Netflix. All the African movies. You have watched them. And you have a watch list. And, and, and you, they, 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 you have a queue of things that are waiting for you to watch them. Yeah. Then you see that as you are there, you have watched things that has, they fed you to be suspicious of men. 
Yeah. To be mindful is like you are so guarded. Meanwhile, you have good people around you. I've watched witches and witch- one of the reasons why I didn't like this Nigerian face, any, many of them, witches and wizards and witchcraft. Somebody is doing you. I mean, if you are mind and it's not working, somebody is somewhere doing something. I mean, they are fighting over land, they are cursing. I mean, hey, I mean, that's the African setting. Yeah. Mar- uh, relationship. This one is going out to this one. Then this one leaves this one, goes to chase his friend. And this friend is, hey, Charlie. I don't understand it. Yeah. So you see that you are growing, but you are not growing well. Your emotional strength is imbalanced. You don't have a certain strength. Yeah. Then when it comes to the spirit man, that one day, most, most of us, we have, we have, the, it's like we have put it in a cage. You feed the body, you feed the soul, and you deprive the spirit of growth. Somebody who grows spiritually is somebody who has fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And the grace of God, uh, how do we say the grace? May the grace of the uh, Lord be with you. Yeah. May the grace of the Lord be with you. Where is the uh, grace that we see? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion. Communion means intimacy, koinonia. Intimacy and fellowship. Contribution, relationship, participation. Yeah. And the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit be with you. You see, God is a spirit. It is never said anywhere that God is a soul. It is said that God is not a man. But he is definitely a spirit. And if you have to relate with God, how do you relate with him? In spirit and in truth, which is his word. You are taking the word to read. It's a fellowship. Because when you visit somebody, you chat. Because the person is physical and you can relate with the person. And as for God, because he's spirit, you can't take a car from here to his house. You won't find it. But you can sit in your room and take his word. That is your fellowship. And the reading of the word grows your spirit man. Because though the outward man perish, do you understand? Every morning we have to shave. Some of us have to shave. You know, you have to bath. Because you bath yesterday night. If you don't bath this morning, you see that no, it ain't right. You brushed your teeth yesterday night and you slept. You didn't eat anything. You have not gone anywhere. You have not eaten garlic or, or onions. Things that would give you an aroma or, or a certain, I mean, you know. Yes. But if you like, come and sit here without brushing your teeth. They say, mm. You see that somebody is sitting by you. They can't breathe. Yeah. One brother said that when they started wearing masks in church, he was very happy because... Some people who sit by him who blow fuse. I mean, even if they are blowing fuse, the mask is enough. We can't smell anything again. Because some people don't brush their teeth. They don't know about personal and oral hygiene. Yeah. He's sitting down by you. He's breathing in and out. But Charlie, you see that, hey, 
It's like uh, 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 all the mosquitoes in the area will die. Uh, he has killed all the mosquitoes in the area. Aroma is not easy. Mm. Yeah. Sensitivity. So, you need to be sensitive. Not only of your physical being or your emotional being, but also of your spiritual growth. Yeah. And that one is a conscious thing. Just as you put an effort into looking nice. Look at what you did this morning. You have bathed. All of us have bathed, I believe. As we are here. Yeah. Brush your teeth. And I'm sure some people have even eaten a little something. Laid a little foundation. Drank a little tea. Because some people, they don't joke with their stomach. They can't leave the house without eating. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have put in effort. Is that not so? But what have you done for the spirit? You have not prayed. You have, some of you have not opened your Bible. Do you understand? You have not opened your Bible. You have not sung a song to God. I'm not talking about what we have done in church. You have not prayed. Yeah. You see, when I'm coming to preach in the morning, I don't wake up and start preparing my message in the morning. The preparation, when I finish preaching this one, I will start preparing from this evening and be thinking and be preparing. So, when I wake up in the morning, Sunday morning, I'm praying and not thinking about what I'm coming to preach. God, I want God to speak to me because I'm a Christian. I'm not only a pastor. I'm also a child that God has to speak to. I shouldn't feed to only come and feed you. Do you, get what I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? I also have to grow so that I don't preach and do something different. Yeah. So I have to be guided by the word. I have to fellowship. I like to worship on my own. I like to pray. I don't leave it to church. That's like my whole week worship is what has been done here this morning. I have deprived my spirit of fellowship. Malnourishment. How many of you can afford to eat once a week? But now you would have developed a lot of complications in your body. But you see, when you do that to your spirit, you don't know the injuries that you are causing to yourself. Because it's not like an obvious part of your being. This, this outward man, it is perishing, but we invest a lot of time into it. And the inward man that should be renewed day by day is deprived. So it's the reversal for many of us. The inward man is perishing and the outward man is looking glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So, that was principle number one. Spiritual growth. I want to grow. Do you understand? Yeah. When you grow in the spirit, you also, it, you, it helps you to overcome the weaknesses in the flesh and in your mind. We are human beings with frailties or weaknesses. Sinful passions, lustful thoughts. All of us have them. That's why we marry. So that we will keep ourselves blameless. Yeah. That's why we work. Because if, if you have to eat and there is no income or source of, uh, and you don't have the means, you, you can become a thief. Because you need to feed. Sometimes people are stealing just to feed themselves. 
And if they have something to do, they will never steal. Some people are like that. Yeah. They steal because, Charlie, it's not easy for them. Hmm? Yesterday, I met a guy in the evening when I was going home. He came to me, was talking plenty of I was not understanding. He was holding some big carpet. He's selling it. And I said, I'm not interested. So, I realized that he was trying to communicate with me. Then, I was around 10 table. Then he told me, I said, you have said something I don't understand. But I'm, I can pick something. He said he had been carrying the thing from Farato. He has walked ah, one carpet. So I asked him, did you steal it? Or, because, I mean, it's also strange. I said, how do you move from Farato to come to uh, turntable table to sell carpet? He says he's moving around. It is his brother. They bring containers and then he begged and then they gave it to him. So when he sells it, he has to go and give them the money. And then they will give him something on top. Hey! Then he told me he was hungry. He, he's just even hungry. Hey! And the carpet is not the small carpet too. That is, it's not this prayer carpet that the Muslims use. It's a carpet, I mean, hey! ah! And you can imagine carrying this thing around. Yeah. You see, you see some of the boys here, they would like to work and get something to eat. That, that's all. And if some, somebody is under pressure like that, you see that, look, the only thing he has to do is he has to steal. He has to steal. Because the, the body has a strong edge for satisfaction. And, and, and when, when it is calling, eh, you, you can't deny it. But you see, what you have to know is that the spirit also has a stronger edge. Far more than the body, but sometimes you are you are able to silence that thing, and you live your years without any spiritual growth. It's a dangerous thing. Yeah, it's a dangerous thing. You have gone to every school in the world. You have traveled everywhere. You have taken pictures in different countries. You have eaten all kinds of fish. When they list fishes. In restaurants, you have tasted all cassava fish, elephant fish, snake fish. You have eaten tiger fish, catfish, yeah, yeah, lizard fish. The fishes that can be listed, you have tasted some. You have eaten caviar. You have eaten, I mean, hey, you have sampled all kinds of fruits. Yeah, slept in hotels and you have enjoyed life. You you, you take pride in it, but. Your spirit man has been put in prison. Yeah. You walk. That's why Jesus says that some people are workers of iniquity. You see, when you deprive yourself of a relationship with the Lord, who made you, who loved you, and gave himself for you, you are a worker of iniquity. What you are doing is wrong. And it doesn't matter when life seems to have been blessed, you have material things, you are okay, because that's only your mind. life, We have to enjoy. You only live once. You hear fools saying, you have to enjoy. This is the place. This is the place. You see, this is the place. It is true. Because Jesus said, when he was leaving, John chapter 17, he was praying for the disciples. He said, Father, sanctify them through that truth. He was not praying for us to go with him or to die when we are saved, but we should be here. But what will separate us from the rest is the word that we take up. Yeah. 
We need it. A fellowship and a relationship with the Lord. That's what makes you spiritual. And the more you become spiritually mature, the more you become humane, the more you become real, the more you become stronger. Yeah. And very balanced. Because a car with a good engine is a good car. It's not a car that has been taken to a washing bay that's looking nice. And the, the uh, exhaust is smoking. When, it, when it's passing, when, there are some cars when you are falling there, you can't see anything. Because smoke. Christians must grow. You and I must grow. Are you growing? Hmm. You should say, I'm going to think about it and pray about it and put it into practice. Number two was that after you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you renew your mind with the word of God. So you see that all the things that are being said is leading you to the word. In Psalm 138 and verse 2. Look at that scripture. We know that there is power in the name of Jesus. We know that there is authority in the name of Jesus. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name. For thy loving kindness and for thy truth. And the reason is that. Thy word, or for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. What it is is that no matter the power that is in the name of Jesus, there is something that is exalted and lifted up above his name, which is the word of God. You know, when we are casting out demons and we are praying and we say in the name of Jesus, things happen. Wherefore, God has given him a name above all names that are the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Things in heaven, things on earth, and things underneath. So Christians know that there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. The righteous, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. But there is something that is above the name. So That's why Jesus said, many will come to me and say, we cast out demons in your name. We did this in your name. We did this in your name. Yes, that name has power. But he will say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I do not know you. And the reason is that even though they were using the name which has power, they didn't have a relationship with him through his word. There's no fellowship. Your inability to have Communion with the Lord. Communion with the Lord is not what we take in church. It is an intimate fellowship of love. Can you sit down alone with the Lord for three hours? Some of you have never done that. But you can sit with your phone or your tablet and watch programs and pause and come back. Pause and come back. And when we put the hours in a day, you see that you have spent like five hours of the day yeah, watching things. No, if you like, check. Mm. Your phone will tell you what you have been doing. Do you understand? It is the word of God Ernest, that makes us great. Many Christians don't like God's word. That's why Christians don't read Bible. There are some people when you dash them a Bible, 
you see that they are not happy. It's true. Ah, of all the things that you are giving me, is it the Bible? I have a friend whose mother is a very high time. I mean, their family, they are rich. They've traveled. The, mother, the father has worked in foreign affairs. They've traveled to different countries. So they, they've lived a certain kind of life. And then he married somebody from a very modest background. And his sisters were laughing at him. And what, you see, when they brought, when he came to introduce the lady, ah, but what have you brought? What have you brought? Yeah. What have you brought? Because, you know, when we sit at table to eat, there are some people, how they sit and how they hold the fork, it's a form of art and training. Do you understand? Because some of us, you don't know. They give you the fork, no, you, use, you take it with your right hand. And the way you hold it, as if you are going to butcher the food. Because <laughs> there's a way you hold the fork, and there's a way you even turn it and put it in your mouth. <laughs> That's when you see a dining set and they lay three forks on the left, three knives on the right. You don't know what it means. So the, the first uh, 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 appetizer or whatever they give you, you don't know which one to use. You see that you look at the fork, the one that is okay for you, then you take it. <laughs> but, but that's not how it works. You, you eat... When, they, when, they, when you sit down to eat and they give you three uh, forks and three knives, it means it's a three-course meal. Three-course meal. They are going to give you starters, then main meal, and then dessert. Three-course. So you start from the left and then the right. So you use the first uh, fork. Uh, the, uh, if they give you appetizer, is it appetizer? First. You start with the first fork on the left and then the First knife on the right. So you, you take it and eat the appetizer. When you finish, they take it away. Then the next one is the main meal. Then you use the second one and then the second left. Then when you finish that one and they bring the dessert. Sometimes if you have to use a spoon, they will bring a, a small teaspoon. Or you can use, if it's something that you, can, you have to use the fork and knife. You see, so normally, the bigger forks and the knives and things are at the edge. So as you are eating and coming, the dessert ones are smaller. That's how. But you see, some people don't know. So it's like, you know, when you go and sit at the table and you see it. Some people will see that. No, this person. No, 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 no. So this is my friend, the girl that he brought. I mean, he was doing his national service in Sunyane. Somebody who has lived in airport, traveled to uh, places, lived in Switzerland where his father has moved and, and they've traveled. When you see his father dress, hey, you see that this man, it's not easy. He wears his suit with some things and hey, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's excellency. Yeah. <laughs> he speaks with an accent. Hey, you go to the house, you see that this one is different. Yeah. And he met this girl who was living there whose mother it's a trader. Eh? A trader in, 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 in some city. Yeah. And he fell in love. And you know the painful thing? He said that his father wanted him to enter foreign service. So that, he, I mean, he can fix him and all that. 
So he was supposed to finish his service and then come. But he decided that he wants to stay there and become a farmer. Hey! This is a witch. This is a witch. You, you have met a witch. Yeah? And the day he came to introduce her, as she sat at the table, she doesn't know this three-course meal. I mean, some of you, you are used to eating rice with spoon. When you see rice, you look for spoon. Yeah? I mean, that's it. I'm t- there must be spoon. I'm, I'm, we don't eat. I mean, look, let me tell you a secret. Eh? Before I married my wife eh, in my house, I used to eat rice with spoon. I mean, not, not that. Me to have been trained well, but I mean, boys, boys. As we have gone to school and school, we don't eat rice with fork. The food, when it comes, they will scatter it. So we use big spoons. Yeah, big spoons. So when I came, I had my spoon. In the house, me, I have my special spoon. When I'm served, no, I take my spoon. I remember one day my wife visited me. Then, as I was eating, I said, Hey, is that the spoon you use? Then it occurred to me that Charlie, <laughs> I have to change my ways. <laughs> ah, I have to amend my ways. Ah. But this girl didn't know. So they looked at her, even how she sat, even sitting. Some people, the way you sit, they look at it too. By the time they assessed it, they said no. It's not going to work. They didn't like it. But Charlie, the guy had not only found a wife, he had found Christ. And he said he does not want to go anywhere. He wants to stay there and do farms. Yeah. In 2010 or 11, I think, he was the best uh, farmer. Regional farmer in crops and vegetables. Today he's richer than all the siblings. Yeah. All his sisters, their marriages have sports. His mother was celebrating her 70th birthday. And the wife bought a Bible and put a gift voucher inside. Because the woman, she likes to shop. That, I mean, yeah. When she, you see, there are some people, when you, they, when you see them dress, you say, oh, no, these people, they are different. Even the way she walks, you see, uh, this woman, she's not easy. Yeah. And her 70th birthday, her, her daughters, her, her uh, 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 sons-in-law who have left them, children, grandchildren, they have gathered, they are giving gifts, then she presents a Bible. She collected everything. After she called her her daughters and said, come and see what your brother's wife has given me. Like a Bible. What? But some people are giving her perfumes. 70-year-old woman. Perfumes. Jewelry. I mean, things. And she likes sweet things. Chocolate. She likes chocolate from Switzerland. Yeah. Toblerone. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you have brought me a Bible. And she was calling them and, and passing comments, laughing. Look at her. Why? She thinks that we are not Christians. She thinks, I mean, foolish comments. But she didn't know. The reason why the girl saw that, she didn't appreciate the gift was because the gift voucher in it was a lot of money. And she had a friend who had a shop and she could go there and shop for anything that she wants. But she despised the Bible and didn't even open it. Yeah. Yeah. You see, when we are raised up, 
Why are you sitting at the back? Uh, when, you, when, when we are raised up without a certain fear of God, we are very empty people. Yeah. When you have parents who, me, I'm grateful for my parents because everything aside, they, they used to force us to go to church and we used to resist it. But it was just like a certain light at one point. This is because all my friends where I grew up, my, the people that I grew up with, they don't go to church. I have a very good friend whose father was a rich lawyer. He, he left and went to US. And, and, and when one day he called me that his father has no I should go and visit him. And I remember the man because he was also like a, a family friend. He used to insult pastors. Say things about church. It's something I remember. So when I went to him and I was talking, I, I realized actually a rich man who has made money, educated his children, they are all outside. And he was there. He was lonely. And it is the loneliness that was even killing him. Yeah. And he was telling me, you have done well. I hear you are a pastor. God bless you. Talk to your friend. They should take God seriously. As I was listening to it, I, I was recalling his words. Because my friend, when I became a Christian, he used to laugh. Are you two, they go follow these people. Yeah. They go follow these people. Because the father is rich and has exposed him to all these mindsets that, I mean, church there is for poor people. And for every people. God's word is not for Yes, the gospel is for the poor. But the poor is not those who don't have money. It's those who are empty in spirit. Some people have a lot of money. but they are, And this man, as I was standing in front of him, I led him to Christ. He obeyed gladly. Yeah. Yeah. He could see that he has regretted though, And he can't reach out to his children to tell them that this is it. He says, I should go and tell them. Yeah, I should tell them. And I looked at him, this proud man who used to talk, speak vehemently against pastors and church. Because Archbishop Duncan Williams, he had a church in airport, and they used to disturb, and people didn't like him. They used to have all nights, and you can hear the music. They had a guy called Ola Williams. When he holds a mic, you can hear his voice from afar. Even with Charlie, the guy's voice is strong. And then when Archbishop himself also holds a mic, we can't sleep in the area. <laughs> yeah, so our parents and other people, me, my father was a Christian, so he didn't have a, but my, my friends, I mean, it was something. They opposed the church. People were passing comments and things. Like, they don't see that. It's like some, I mean, they used to call him names, and he was also living in airports. It's like, you are collecting people's money and you are living here. You, you know that how they see their things. They say their things. Hmm? So it, it made a generation despise God and feel that life they work hard, make money. And I used to, I didn't know that it had had an effect or I was exposed to such an environment. But I just realized at a point that no, Charlie, I can't continue like that. I have to be different. And I took God's word and I became serious and I cut myself. Yeah. Hmm. God's word he gives life oh. today I am happier and at peace more than I have friends who are rich when I go 
when I went to Ghana recently, I visited one guy. I mean, the house that he has built. Oh, I mean, when I entered, I was happy for him. But you see, as I was talking about Christianity, talking about commitment to God, you know, that kind of laughter. Actually, oh God, dear, you know, we believe in him. <laughs> we believe in him. I mean, yeah, we believe in him. Yeah. You people there, you have been called. Say, me, me have been called. I have not been called though. I have just humbled myself. And I have been blessed. I don't envy the things that you people have. I don't. Because, you see, and he didn't, his wife was not in the house because the woman has left him. And he has some girl be that he's moving around with. His children are somewhere he doesn't even know. What is the purpose of all this? There's some emptiness. Without Christ, though. Yeah. And, and the mistakes that old people do, eh, it's like, we who are young, we should listen. That's why you have a father or a mother who is counseling you today. Don't look at what the person was not able to do and say, but who are you to talk to me? Charlie, that experience they have is enough for instruction for you. Principle number three. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you listen to a lot of preaching. Romans 10, 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I made a conscious effort to saturate my soul with preaching messages. Yeah. Do you know what I did? I said to myself when I became a Christian, I could sit down and watch movies from 10 p.m. and sleep at 4 a.m. Me alone. Everybody's asleep in the house. Then I have those times we had VHS, VHS recorder. You push it inside and it sits down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you go, we had video clubs in my area, Vision High. At that clubs, then you go and collect latest movies. Then, Charlie, you sit down and you enjoy them. It's like, Charlie, you are feeling good. Yeah. You enjoy the movies. I, and I won't sleep. 10 o'clock, everybody is asleep. Then I sit down and watch the movies out the morning, 4 o'clock, and I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So when I gave my life to Christ, I said, ah, if I am able to do, I was able to do this, then I should also be able to sit up late and listen to messages. That's what I told myself. And then I also loved reading. I, I, sometimes I can read throughout the night. I can take Robert Ladlum, Sidney Sheldon. I can read books, big books. I can read maybe two novels in, in, in a week. Or less. Yeah. Hardly chase. Oh. I mean, I was a reader. And I stay, I, 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 like, so, I like solitude. I, even though I have friends that I roll with, I also like my things. So I, when I became a Christian, I said, no, if I'm, I was able to do all these things, then reading the Bible, reading books, and those things should not be a problem. So I invested in buying books. I started finding people. So I bought Kenneth Hagin books, 
As for Bishop's books, it's automatic. I, any book that he had written, I bought it. Because it was easier and simpler for me to understand and relate with it. Then I bought other books, Robert Wagner. I bought a certain book on the book of us by Peter Wagner. Go and look for it. Very nice. I, I just, it, it, you see, it helped me understand the book of Acts. Scripture. It's, it's nourishing. Then I'm also listening to messages. It saturates my soul. So it's like I'm trying to program my mind that, Charlie, I've changed you. And, and so I can't still be watching the movies. I used to have Bob Marley uh, uh, collection. I had all his songs that he had ever sung on LP. Long play. I had a system that had long play and the system was nice. Panasonic system. Yeah. Heavy bass. When I put in the uh, 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 LP and I drop the pin like that. Come on. Come on. Atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> you feel it. It's a natural mystic flowing through the air. <laughs> Feeling. So I said, no, I have to change. I started to buy uh, 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 Max Lucado, Don Moy, uh, Alvin Slaughter. Uh, I mean, I was, I changed. My music changed. My reading changed. My watching of things changed. I mean, yeah, what I exposed myself to everything because I wanted to generate and stir up the spirit that is in me in a godly way. You eh? what your passions lead you to now in terms of what you expose yourself to cannot lead you to faith. So then you, 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 your faith is not going because you don't hear God's word. Anytime I go to church, those times we had cassette players. Immediately you finish the service, the tape is ready. You can buy it. Yeah. So anytime I'm in the church, oh, I've listened to the message, I've been blessed. But when I'm going home, I buy the message on tape. Proud inside my car. I'm continuing to listen to it. I made friends with one pastor, Pastor Martin. He was in charge of produ- uh, producing uh, tapes at Collegono those times. The guy gave me tapes. Oh, I, I always remember him. I love him. I tell you. Pastor Martin. He will, sometimes he will call me. Charlie, when you come to church... See me here. Eh? I, I get some messages for you. Oh. He gave me messages that you can't even find in the bookshop. And I will, I will sit down and just listen. Yeah. And it has helped me oh, to, to move my mind away from these friends and these dudes because I would also have joined politics. I would also have joined their things. And by now I've divorced my wife. I have side chicks. You know, I, I've, I've, I've amassed money I have, I mean, I travel in style and in class and we drink whiskey. Do you understand? With, ro- with on rocks. Bacardi on rocks with lime. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, and, and you feel that this is life. You, you are better off than you see people walking around and say, Look, you people, you are lazy. Yeah. You feel proud. The pride of life. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. I've escaped them. Yeah, I've escaped them. Because I want to change. And the change is not by lips. It's by deeds. But many of you haven't changed though. 
when we take what you like as music, you see that you still like the old school music. Yeah. You love them. You haven't changed. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, if you don't listen to preaching, sometimes you can read the Bible. You won't understand it. But a preaching will just highlight a scripture like that. And it will change your life. The scribes and the Pharisees, they had the, the, the law. But they didn't have the spirit. And when Jesus began to explain it, they realized that no. From whence did this man get this wisdom? It's, he, it's not he the carpenter's son. But we know him. They, they couldn't deny the fact that there was something unique about him. And many people, thousands of people were following him and listening to him. And, and he, could, he could gather them into a wilderness. So when there were synagogues and beautiful places that he could go and preach. But he was going to the wilderness and they would be with him from morning to evening. Hey. Yeah, hearing. And today we have the testimonies. We have the words. And we won't read it. You don't want to read. Hmm? A great change comes into our life when we listen to a lot of preaching. My, te- my brother, my sister, if you are depriving yourself of listening to messages, you have not really changed. Any Sunday that Bishop preaches, Sunday, Monday, I will start listening to it. Sometimes even in the evening. If I don't listen to it live, in the evening, or Monday, as for Monday, they trust me. By Wednesday, I have at least listened to that message not less than three times. Not less than three times. Yeah. It's a habit. It's a habit. I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. It helps me. It gives me a certain, you see, it calms me. But Sally, the world, eh, there are things ca- that can cause you to deviate to. Satan, he is a master deceiver and he is called the prince of the air. If you take, if you click Facebook right now, you see that you can spend one hour easily browsing, checking people's stories. Uh, what? Uh, uh, news. Foolish news. Then maybe you go and see something, some, some breaking news or some gossip in the atmosphere. You follow it. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because he's the prince of the power of the air. The airwaves. All foolish news can be found on the airwaves. Yeah. Help yourself. And overcome it. Last principle. For this morning. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you change your friends. Change your friends. It's my testimony. That's why you see, I like this thing. Yeah. I have a friend. Hmm. Father, for help. Forgive us. Everything that I used to do, he was doing it. 
and he started going off. One day he came to my house. And what he did just raised a certain alarm in my head. That, ah, it's not normal. It was the beginning of a journey into madness. Yeah. He's gone off completely. The last time I, 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 I visited him, this was about 2012, I remember. Yeah, 2012. When I saw him, hey, he had shrunk. I mean, he could, it's like he couldn't even remember because he, he, his senior brother is around. So he's sort of like helping him, but it hasn't worked. So I called the senior brother and said, I want to come and visit. When I saw him, I said, hey, it could have been me. Oh. Yeah, could have been me. When I gave my life to Christ, I said to myself, these friends, they have not done anything to me. We love ourselves. We play football together. We sit together and have drinks. We sit together and we chat about girls. We, t- we chat about business. We chat about politics. We, ch- we chat about life. I mean, we, we don't have problems. We share fellowship. Sometimes if you don't have money, you can call somebody, Charlie, today, some will. Then you say, oh, Charlie, Take this sort yourself out. And tomorrow, if it is a stand, you also, it's like, so we were, we were bonded fellows. So if I become a Christian, it's like, ah, should I stop? Initially, I thought about it and it's like, so I remember the first three months or so, sometimes I'll, when I go to church, I'll fellowship with them. And I'm sitting down and they are drinking their things. Then I'm drinking Coke. You see, then, I, I, I start saying to myself, this thing eh, is not real. I, I don't think I can continue like that. So I stopped. Yeah. But sometimes you are there, no, then you see that, hey, cook, 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 cook. Yeah. At first it was a cook. Then it turned to something else. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you, it's like you lose it. I mean, going out to places that no, no, no. So I said, I have to change. And they used to call me. Charlie, you what's up? Why? Because like, you know, you, they've not done anything to me. And we have, we've been friends for years. We've grown up, gone to school together. Our parents know each other. It's like we are, you know, we, we, we lived in one community from 1984. I lived in airport from 1984 up to 2018. When I moved out of the place. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see primary school, secondary school to work, marriage. So you, they, have, they have not done anything wrong to you. So it's like when you become a Christian, hey, hey, so is that, should it be that radical? Yes, it should. Because see, when you don't, what will happen is that they will draw you back. I have one, one of my friends died. And, and, and he, it was his, he had liver problems. He, he's one of the people that I took it up to follow. Because he also moved from airport and went to live in East Legon. And I used to visit him, invite him to church. I mean, familiarity. I go come, I go come. 
I go come, I go come, I go come, I go come. Followed him. Uh, he swept me. He never set foot in the church. And the next thing I heard, he was not well. I visited him. Did I even, I tried to lead him to Christ. He said, he's a born again. Yeah. He's a born again. Hmm? He died. He had a grand funeral for him. Because his brother was a very popular journalist. He had a big funeral. The vice president was there. When I went to the funeral, I said, hey. But the guy didn't make it too. He's the only person that I've had a dream of that he was in hell in my life. This was two years after he had been buried. I had a clear dream and I knew from the dream that this guy didn't make it. Yeah. He's the only person in my life that, I've, that has died that I've had a dream that he's in hell. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hmm? I, I stopped the things that I used to do with them. And the only thing I could reach out to them on was the gospel, going to church. I remember one of them called me, Why you cry? Why did they move around with these small, small, small boys? Because now I've become friends with younger people who are going to church. It was one of them who, one of my friends, his younger brother was the one who invited me to church. And I remember when he was inviting me, I used to get bored. <laughs> but this guy, you know, have you invited your brother? Where did the guy invite me? <laughs> yeah. I used, to, I used to get bored. But Charlie, that guy, his, one day, you see, when I, when I started searching myself and, and, and addressing my life, I said, I have to change. So I just said, Charlie, come pick me, make me go to church. Yeah. And I remember September 1998, I stepped into Kolegono. When I entered the service, uh, third service, I said, this is my church. I felt my spirit come alive. Praise and worship was very powerful. Bishop Eddie was leading. Hey, hallelujah, Shabbat. Praise the Lord, Barak. Toda. Hey, and they are dancing. Then I said, man, because where I've come from, when you go to the church, you are bored. You see, you are standing there. It's like, you want them to finish, then you go somewhere. You are disconnected. But I found a home. And I said, I'm staying here. And I stayed there for two years. Even though I was not too serious. I was going Sunday, 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 Sunday. And then they started the airport branch in 2000. Two years after. In May. Then I joined it. Then I became serious. Yeah. And I left all my friends in the area. Sometimes when we are doing outreaches in the area, they, they'll be looking at me. Yeah. In Charlie. Yeah, and those who knew me would tell the pastor, this guy, this guy, you see your church, this guy, you're not a believer, man. Hey, I've suffered things. One, one, one of my uh, family friends, my, 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 my father's friend, a lawyer, very known man, his daughter was in our church. One day I went to visit. That time I was not even a pastor, I was a shepherd. And I think my pastor was leaving and Something like I was going to be the pastor of the church or something. Then I went to visit him and then he called daddy and said, Daddy, yo, eh, Mr. Butcher's son is here. He, my pastor. Then he came down and said, You? <laughs> Mr. Butcher, never know your suffer. He said, Mr. Butcher's son is, is a pastor. I'm sorry, Negu. It's like the church is finished. 
finished. Yeah. Because the man, he remembers. So he reported me to my father. One day, we went somewhere. I, I didn't go with his son. His son came with his father's car. Fresh Toyota Corona. He brought the car. And when we were going back, he was drunk. He couldn't drive. So I said, no, let me drive you. So I drove him and went home to park the car. No, no, the old man had seen me. So he thought that I was behind his... I mean, that he never forgave me. It was later, later, later that he came to see that, no. He has to forgive me. Even if he doesn't understand it, he has to forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. I changed my friends. I, I was, it was so obvious. Ah, because there, there, there's a woman who has a certain restaurant in the airport area. Be, before she had this restaurant that she has that is very known in the area, she had a spot and the spot where the brothers in charge. <laughs> Shareholders. Every day we are there. Every day we are there. Yeah. Every day we are there. They know us. Like, Charlie, these people, when you don't find them at home, or you don't find them playing football, you will see them here. It was just easy to catch us, if you want to catch us in the area. Because everybody will see movement. Then you see all of us, we are moving here. This one will bring his car. Shoop, shoop, shoop. Then we have parked. Hey! But, Charlie, I stayed in that area and stopped going to such places. Yeah. Change my friends. Up to today, some of them they don't believe. It's now that they've realized that, yeah, you are really serious. Mm. No, yeah. It's now that they realize that I'm really serious. Because you see, it's you see, it's painful to lose friends, especially people that you've grown up with for years who have not done anything to you. But let me tell you, if you want to pay the price of being a good child of God, you have to sacrifice those relationships. But if you don't change them, you see that. The lifestyle that you want to walk away from, still in it. I don't go to funerals with them. Because when you go, something will happen. I don't go to their parties. Yeah, I don't go to, I don't. I have separated myself. I have separated myself. How come you can't do it? Yeah. A real change has not occurred in your life if you still keep the friends you have been keeping before you became born again. It means what you say is a change. It's not a change. It's just a shift. And as for shifts, it comes back to the gear. When you shift a gear, you have to come back to the original gear. Yeah. Yeah. You see that, Charlie? You just shifted your position. You will go back to the original position. Do you understand? May God help us to be real Christians who have actually changed and your change should be drastic. It should be obvious that you have changed. Even if they don't, they don't understand it, you don't change. Because you can see people sometimes, look, we had a guy with us and he had a certain contract and he made money overnight. I mean, the contract gave him money. Oh, he left us. Yeah. At that level, it's like, Charlie, he can't mingle with us. Yeah. Because, Charlie, if the way we are, boys, boys, every day we see this one bring, this one bring, we'll put pressure on him. Yeah. You you see how it is. So he cut himself off. Of us. If money can change somebody, 
can Christ not change you? Money can change somebody. Sometimes you see, you can have friends eh, and by, by the job you get and what you start getting, you, you have to advise yourself that, no, these people, if I follow them, I can't save. I can't do any meaningful thing. So you take a decision that you have to change. You don't go to them so that they put pressure on you. You are forced to do things. No, you have obligations. You have to look after your family. You have responsibilities. That's more important than this fellowship. So if money and status, a job can, can put you into a, a changing mode, how much more Christ? It's not an extreme message. It's, we are not asking you to do something that is absurd. It is proper. It's proper. If it's sometimes when you are around and it's like you want to go to school, you want to do course, and your friends are not school-minded and things, you say, no, these people, if you follow them, ah, you, you have exams. They, they are sitting there watching TV. Nobody has any exams. So nobody will advise that. Charlie, leave them. Yeah. A, a, a child of God must embrace change. And if you do that, Charlie, you are on your way to growing spiritually. May you grow and may you flourish as a true Christian. And may the purposes and the counsels of God concerning your salvation be established. Because faithful is he who has saved us, who has begun this good work, who also is the author and the finisher of our faith. And there is nothing he will not perfect in our lives. We see a glorious end. We see a beautiful end. We see a fruitful end by the hand of God. If only we will flow and believe in him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Thank him right now. Speak to him. Set your heart. Ask yourself, have I changed? Am I still with my friends? Jesus. Am I still in my old passions? Am I still addicted to watching movies? Watching, being on internet and watching junk things? Where's my prayer life? Where's my study life? Where's my worship life? Do I invest in spiritual things? Do I invest in spiritual music? Do I invest in messages? Do I spend my time growing spiritually? Is it something you do? Or it's a struggle. If it mm. is a struggle, this is your prayer. Mm. Lord, I need grace I need it. to understand what has happened to me. Mm. Wherefore, if a man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You have been created newly and all things have passed away. You should put it to an end. It is not an automatic thing. You have to activate it. My God. You have to say that I've changed my ways. Mm. I've moved away from the sinful passions. I've moved away from the lust of the flesh, mm. from the pride of life. I've moved away from evil associations. Yes. Friends that corrupt. Yes, Lord. Yes. May God help us. Help us. And bless us. Bless us. And keep us, keep us. in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. May bless you. Bless you. You want to say to me, Pastor, please, I think that I need prayer. Prayer to give my life to Christ and to be serious and to be committed. You are here. Maybe you, you came on your own or you've been coming or someone invited you. But you can see that you are not growing spiritually. You are not, you are not advancing. You are not understanding many things. And it is a source of worry if you don't grow. But you want to say, Pastor, I need God to help me. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to lead you to Christ. You want to take that decision. Say, Pastor, help me. Help me. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You want to... Okay, lift up your hands. God bless you. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's a personal decision that you must take. 
Don't ever postpone such decisions and thoughts. No. Help us. Give us glory. Bless us. All right. If you have lifted up your hands, come and stand in front of me. I want to pray with you. You, want to, you lifted up your hands? Or is just you're just praying in the spirit? Okay. All right. God bless you. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated.